Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute number 91 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're just going to start with the tail end of that Iron Heights scene between Henry and Barry Allen. And then the minutes are going to end with uh, someone sitting in Barry's second favorite chair. Which we, we won't get any context for that at all in this minute. Um, who, who, who could it be? Who could that be? Who, could who goes be? there? Who else but, you know, that uh, Redacted. someone. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, um, yeah, that's just a lot of, uh, this is just, you know, big setting minute Mm -hmm. yeah a scene change but still in the same kind of chapter um and it's it's really interesting because the only line of dialogue that we have in this minute is you know barry allen saying you know stop living in the past make your own future which is a quote we'll get back to kind of like Mm -hmm. what we heard in on wednesday where we heard silas said now let me speak to you as a father um which is interesting, and we'll get back to that as well. Um, here, we cut from the scene with Henry Allen, and we transition over to like this more familiar scene we've seen in both versions of the movie, which is Barry Allen kind of like walking through this train yard, going through the chain link fence here, and then like entering this warehouse. Um, which, when we spoke about it. With the parademon scene in Gotham and Victor, and we kind of said, okay, this scene all looks somewhat enhanced by visual effects. The train yard scene kind of has that effect where it kind of makes you feel like you're you're actually there on the outskirts of a town. You know, it's no real set almost. It almost just looks like the set starts right where the gravel is right where the right where the train tracks are just right then, that build that side building and then nothing else yeah like they have Half like of the that, building they've got like the train just kind of parked there or like the fog machine going in and then like everything else behind it can just be like uh almost like a set piece uh, or matte painting but for the new digital era um which is really cool to think about because this kind of like shows us how Barry Allen really is living his life. And I'm not too familiar with um, different iterations of Barry Allen. I'm not sure, like, how he normally lives because I've been Apartment. under the assumption that he has, like, a normal life, right? Like, he He's doesn't got a, usually... I mean, like, typically we see, like, a more adult version of Barry where he does have a more stable job working in the crime lab or whatever the kids are calling it. Whatever they're calling it on CSI these days, huh? Is it still <laughs> yeah. called a crime lab? I think be. so. It's I think that's be. just, yeah. You know, they just updated. Uh, I, saw, I saw a mobile crime lab one time, huh? That's kind of wild, right? It's like an RV, <laughs> huh? They saw Breaking Bad and said, we got we to gotta do, that's probably been way A before. legit domicile. Uh, yeah, it's anyway, a, it's, he's always had an apartment. Yeah, it's, this is a new thing. And um, I guess because he's younger. It's an interesting thing because it's I he's not homeless then right I mean technically he's homeless but technically he's squatting in this warehouse but enough to have all kinds of gizmos and gadgets around here like yeah, it's almost I mean it's like a bat cave if you will like it's almost it has 
has like that feel of okay, well he's got like a a base of operations that looks like in this minute, which is all we get in this minute. You know, he he walks into the warehouse. We have long shots of him just walking into this mysterious place and we kind of like start to get a feel for it what this place looks like. And then it has like that very cool shot where he puts in kind of like the battery in for the switch, then activates it and then it causes the whole place to illuminate and also a stranger that's in in the warehouse. But just the concept of what Barry Allen's place looks like. I've always been trying to think of like, you know, the Barry Allen that they've been creating, like Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, even Patrick Totopoulos. Like, we understand it when we see, you know, the mythology of Superman and, and where Wonder Woman comes from and where, you know, Batman's Batcave and how that kind of reflects the character even down to the Batmobile, like the designs, the motifs in the design. Here, we're trying to look at Barry Allen. And you see all these TVs and stuff. So my first initial thought is like, like attention deficit disorder. Like there's so many screens, there's so much going on. He can take in so much information that I, I tend to think of Barry Allen in that regard. Like, okay, maybe he's just got like a lot of projects. Maybe it's just a lot of things he collects, like the car that's hanging on the wall and, different TV shows playing and, you know, all these other little knickknacks that he has in this place. So is it just like a collection of, of things that he meddles with? I, yeah, it's gotta be, it's, um, what's the word eclectic? Um, you know, if you, if you have like someone who would, you know, probably have like uh, an ADD type of, thing going on you know where it comes into just you know your mind racing and your super speed and all that stuff going on and whatnot yeah you probably would be maybe possibly eclectic or maybe that's maybe it would be the opposite I don't know you know I'm I'm not a psychologist I don't know these things but yeah it seems just like he's got things and stuff and uh I dig it I kind of I understand because <laughs> like I just <laughs> like to have things like, just I just like to collect. I don't, like, go all out. I think the thing that I went all out on was, you know, single-issue comic books. But once you get to a certain age, you realize, geez, I can't do this anymore, you know? And I hit that mm-hmm. <laughs> quite quicker than, than most, I would, I would imagine. But, um, it yeah, it just seems like he's just got a collection of things, uh, pseudo-Batcave-esque, just... Uh, base of operations as you would put it um i am not like you know upset or anything of like this isn't what i know flash to have you know i feel like if he just had an apartment it'd be just super boring or something or just be like why would he be able to afford this if he hasn't you know been able to hold down a job and and whatnot you know um and if you even look at the what CW thing, he started living with the the West family. Didn't know them in this world, so remove that from. He the has equation, no other sources. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just he. Maybe he's just been like uh, Billy Batson esque, you know, just hopping from from place to place or what have you. But you know, with the advantage of super speed, where he can just do, you know, whatever he needs to do and. And set up whatever he needs to set up. I mean, it just seems like 
a very normal trope of like a origin of a hero or or a person with powers that that you know just has their own version of like a quote layer or whatever and a young guy or a young yeah. young person just like with 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 fun things that they you know collection of video games or whatever quicksilver did it in the x-men movie uh beast boy did it in titans i mean it's just like mm, that's very true y- yeah young people that have like their their base of operations as i.e their room just has all their stuff on it and you know barry's smart he's savvy he's tech savvy he knows how to do all the tinkerings he's got to make his own suit he's doing all this stuff on his own so it would just make sense to for him to have like monitors out the wazoo i guess you know yeah that that his him obtaining like all those all this technology that's in here that's that's a whole nother conversation but it is like it is like you say like billy batson being able to experiment with his powers um of course he has freddy to help him with that but here barry allen is our first kind of superhero that's not coming from some mythological origin whereas you have superman and wonder woman aquaman even cyborg those four characters all come from something magical and fantastical and their quote-unquote base of operations is on their person it is them they they have the toolkits on them um they use what they can they they work where they work you know clark kent diana prince they their actual job is where they've can kind of establish their base of operations. Um, and then besides that, Superman also can use the scout ship as a fortress of solitude if he, if he wanted to. Batman, of course, has that Batcave. He has Alfred. We, we always know what that environment looks like for him. But Barry Allen is our first kind of like human, metahuman, to make it sound less, you know, uh, supernatural like like Superman and Wonder Woman is Barry Allen really is just a regular person amongst the team and he doesn't have the the Xeno science that that Cyborg has so he doesn't have like the whole you know alien paranormal part attached to him so he really mm-hmm. is just a normal kid and thinking of it in that regard it's like okay this is our first human just plain normal person who has super super superpowers on the team um and so what does that life look like for this character in this in this version of the dc cinematic universe and so then they start to think well he has a lot of time obviously because he's our speedster so he has a lot of time to just experiment on his own because he doesn't like you said he doesn't have the west family he doesn't have cisco he doesn't have star labs he doesn't have any of that access where people can be supporting characters for him. So all of this work that you see here when he enters the warehouse, like the different monitors are displaying different aerodynamics and how they affect the suit, um, different other data crunching that's happening in regards to, I'm guessing just the suit, but I'm sure some of it might even be, you know, surveillance of nearby crime in the area. It's all done in a kind of like, garage it's gonna sound like a weird term but garage band for a superhero as opposed to i was gonna to, say to, 
Steve Jobian-esque or something. Yeah. What's a word that you can do? Steve, Steve Jobian. Steve <laughs> the Silicon Jobian. Valley of superheroes. <laughs> you start in your garage. <laughs> yeah. And I was opposed to, as opposed to being like Bruce Wayne, who can just have the, the finances to, to establish a, a bat cave without anyone knowing. It's like, this is how someone, as far as I know, like Barry Allen could do this. I, if we saw it, another, it makes super, sense. Yeah, it's it's not like it's anything you haven't seen before. It's not like it's anything too wild or out there. I mean, like if he, I don't even know what would be considered like wild or out there. If if he went to space, I don't know. I wonder if it's less of like, okay, this is what. Barry Allen would look like in our universe, like his home, as opposed to they were just like, okay, what would a regular superhero do? Like, if you found out you had super superhero powers tomorrow, how would you start setting up like your day to day life? Because obviously, you wouldn't just continue. Boxcar. Work- you got it right. At- Drain yard. Yeah. It's yeah. it makes sense. I mean, warehouse. Like, what else do you what do you want from me? Train yards are out in like outskirts normally, so it's just you know nothing's there, and even if it's an abandoned roadway or something of the nature snap yeah you're hit the jackpot buddy you know you know what's crazy and he probably had something to do with it is just like getting the power to run to that shed or building you know he's got he does the whole the whole main shutoff switch thing and i mean that's that's pretty rad um it was the same thing with people who set up their own like crossfit gym or something and they go you know uh lease out like some abandoned shed like oh okay i can just borrow this massive area for equipment and stuff like that and so he's just like yeah. yeah if i'm gonna be a superhero i'm gonna need a giant garage to just i don't know he could be living here he could not be living here that's another question but i'm pretty sure he is but it's just like it would make sense to be working on something that's your whole life now um and then working some dead end, dead end jobs in the meantime so um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to think about. Just a lot of things going on in here. Obviously, we talked about the TVs. There's a hole in the roof here, so it's just. I guess when it rains, it just leaks right through. Um, I'm sure. Obviously, he's got a cover we see or some tarps. Come on, maybe that's how yeah, he gets fresh water. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, can't even afford clean water. Um, yeah, there's even looks like there's like almost like a carnival type thing in the background that he's holding on to and just all other types of knickknacks and um she's got stuff binders and books so yeah all kinds of crazy things to to take apart and look at here i think it's pretty neat i mean what a what a what a cool layer um i you know i didn't even put the connect make the connection of, of bat cave kind of ask but if it's um you know if we're to believe that the batman and all the, like the myth stories are are what is common. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if like the the notion of the Bat Cave is also like a thing. Yeah, um, and I so think it's just, just the first like, time we're just seeing model it. that. Yeah, I don't know because, like I said, we we're so used to seeing like we're so used to seeing the Flash. Like, okay, time to go fight crime. We pop the ring out the the suit out the ring and let's go. And mm-hmm. I work in a crime lab, and you know I've. 
I have a normal life compared to most of the other ones that I work with. Like Barry Allen and Iris West seem to be the most normal or the most like wholesome of the group. And so we're not used to seeing Barry Allen like have his own bat cave, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's something you'd see with Green Arrow. That's something you would see with other vigilantes um, within the DC comics but not with Barry Allen. So it's interesting, but I think that's the route they went with where they're like, don't think of it as like we're making the cave for the flash. It's more so like we're making what any modern day superhero kid would try to do once he found out he could be a superhero. So they keep it very ambiguous, very agnostic of, of a superhero character in the DC universe, which is cool to think about um, because they don't feel attached to having a Batcave or an Alfred or anything regarding the other superhero mythologies. So it's really interesting to think about. Um, but there's more that's happening tomorrow. It kind of rolls right in because obviously once it kind of illuminates the Batman, uh, that's when we're going to get into tomorrow's minute because he's getting just ready to say something. And then it I got to tell you, it's like one of the, again, this is perfect cut. It's, Wild how it happens like this. These perfect cuts off these uh, 60 minutes. Um, I'm telling you, man. We've been saying it for years. There's got to be some sort of math that's getting put into this. It's It has to be the editing. It has to be like they were... that, Especially the cyborg origin that we went over being like a solid 10 minutes. It has to come down to just editors being like, we have to cut this down to this amount of time. And this segment to this amount of time. So they have all this extra footage and they can just kind of edit it down to having a tempo and then hitting those beats. And so when we get to this Barry Allen scene, I mean, this whole part was a minute. And then the two, the Iron Heights scene was just two minutes, which was Thursday and Friday's episode. I got to tell you something. This is the last thing I want to point out about this minute, though. I never noticed the lights coming on and all the screens appearing and Batman to the left of the frame. I've never noticed him sitting in frame. I never, that's insane to me. And that's like probably like a, like a really dumb kid thing. Like, Oh my God, you've seen this movie at least like 10 times by now. And you haven't noticed that? Like, no, I haven't. Cause I'm looking at the screens. The screens are what's drawing my attention. Um, yeah, I guess that, I guess I want, that's another, yeah, this right here, this frame at 56 seconds on this minute, particularly, that's a yeah. desktop background. That looks like that, concept art. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Or, that shadowing. storyboard that out. And, holy cripes or whatever. The yeah. shadowing on, on Batman in that chair is uh, jaw dropping. It's a perfect shot. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> that's from insane. left to right, like even if you set it like... Divide it all by thirds, and obviously you have Barry Allen in the direct center, you have Batman in the distance, in the shadows, sitting on that chair on the left, you have the suit on the right, so you have those thirds vertically, and then on the top you have the whole row of TVs right above it, perfect third right there, all the different rectangles lined up. And it just has that perfect kind of blocked shot. Like this is look at the the concept art that it makes. Yeah, it's insane. That's you know what they yeah. What did what did the what did what did the Greeks say? Hey, perfect uh, shape, hourglass. No, I'm <laughs> no, um, it's a uh, yeah. This triangle from like 
one perspective of you know the connect trying to make the connection here of uh batman being one point and you know the flash the suit being mm-hmm. the other one and then the connection yeah. to whatever whatever batman is essentially his entire goal of this movie is finding people it's like mm-hmm. bingo straight line right there straightest line yeah. between straightest uh path bet- fastest a to b it's a pretty little road called Lois Lane. Come on, Nate. That's you know it. This. That's the one we're talking about, you know? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. And with that little kind of carnival facade that they have in the background, it almost lends itself to creating that triangle. Because if you were to draw, like, on a ruler, the the straight lines would almost line up with that little thing that's going on in the background, which is kind yeah. of interesting to think about. So it's all perfectly lined up. It's an amazing shot that we have here. Um, the amount of work, and honestly, it's just, you see the craftsmanship in, in it. The only other thing would be the TV screen that's right behind Bruce Wayne. This is, uh, something that we saw in the original trailers, the original, uh, little press junket that they had for the Justice League Comic-Con sneak peek. And this glowing skull with the, the purple neon behind it and kind of like the blue scion uh neon skull that we have here this was kind of like burned into our memory we always think about this scene here and then in the 2017 version when the movie came out it had a music video of blackpink which is a k-pop group uh and good group don't get me wrong but it was it was weirdly placed in there almost as if the studio took that tv as like a placeholder to like put whatever they want in so when this scene starts, it had like black pink playing in the background, which was really just kind of weird. It was, is it product placement? Is it a sponsorship? What's going on here? Why are we doing this? Are we doing this for the kids? Are we doing this to sell music? Is Warner Brothers even, do they even have black pink under their label or something like that? It was really bizarre. Um, this skull is a, is from, is a thing, is like a, is the band symbol or something? No, no, this, it's put back in from oh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. But in the other version, if you go watch it, that TV, when it K-pop comes on, thing? it's got a Blackpink music video playing instead. And it's uh, I'm, questionable. Maybe, maybe they asked someone. Maybe they, were like, maybe hey, they asked Mom's. Ezra, what's your, what's the, what are you listening to right now, you know? We've been in that it seems, position. <laughs> looking at it, before army of the dead came out because now it seems like more in line with army of the dead like okay that's like Zack snyder like kind of he likes you know that what design I, yeah i took it as that kind of makes sense more sense now um when i first saw it it, it looks like a reference to it kind of does when i first saw it i was thinking like oh that's like you know like yeah the, the suicide squad went on neon and and skulls and that kind of shtick but then i was also thinking like is that just like universal screensaver f- for hackers or something <laughs> you know uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. i didn't say the magic word like that kind of thing where it's like oh like that's what happens when you get a computer virus the skull comes up and it's like ah ha, 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 yeah. or whatever you know what i mean like 90s like the hacker laughing stuff. man from ghost in the shell and stuff like that or, yeah exactly um, those types of that hacker trope that kind of thing yeah um i didn't know if that Ed- was like supposed to be like oh he's also he also knows computers. <laughs> yeah, like that's he's he's a hacker, so he's got like the hacker screensaver to just 
be like, oh, yeah, this is what hackers have on their computers, right? They just have like a symbol that's laughing. 100%. That's what I thought it was. You could be right. On some level, you could be right. Like that that gives the impression of like, oh, he's techie. Oh, he knows what he's doing with, with computers. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're not wrong. But now that I now that Army of the Dead exists and I look at that and I go, that looks like that aesthetic that Zach was just like, Yeah, let's just put that on the screen. That looks cool. Let's just toy with that idea. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and maybe do there it, was like and a, do it both ways. Yeah. Maybe someone was just like working on it, was like, check this out. Like, this is really cool. He's like, that's, and it was just like, I made it do a GIF. He was like, dude, that's cool. I like it. Like, make that my screensaver. Snap, make it very screensaver. Throw that on there. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And like I said, uh, it it, it looks good now. And also with the aesthetic of Suicide Squad, that kind of works out too. So I, I like thinking about it that way as well. Um. The black pink thing that was that was I always remember that being as like that's that's some weird product placement you got going on at the wrong time because it's also very distracting because it happens and I remember some people laughing in the theater as in like oh look is black pink playing and just be like why is that why are you distracting someone with that now when not? this is like the Batman meeting Flash like for the first time it's like why why have that in the way so. Just a very awkward scenario. But anyways, let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 92 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.